Welcome back to the Bag Drop Untold Stories in Golf. It's been some time. I'm your host, co-host, Matt Constantine, uh, joined today by, and this is the big news, we're just going to get right to it, our new co-host of the Bag Drop, our dear friend, the professor, How's it feel Kevin to be Moore. co-host now? Co-host, you how's okay it feel? to have power a little bit? Yeah, the, my reign of terror is done <laughs> on the Bag Drop podcast. <laughs> People needed. People needed more. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Happy to be here. Um, been deep diving stuff for the podcast all week, dabbling around, trying to think about what we're going to talk about. What, what you been dabbling in? That's that's what I need to know. What what, what are you looking at for discussions at the bag draft? Uh, you know, I, I want to cover everything on this on the podcast. We got to save some topics, but this year has been the year of health for me, and I've been deep diving headaches the last week. Did you know there are actually like four different type of headaches? I did not. Yeah, this is very important because then your treatment actually matters. So like, what's the first thing you do when you have a headache? What do you go grab? Uh, A beer? No, Um, I grab Advil. I'm an Advil guy. Yeah, that could be like the worst thing for you depending on what your headache is. Really? So you have tension headaches, neural headaches, essentially migraines, and there's one other one that's like vasco, whatever, the blood vessel sort of stuff, right? Yeah, depending on which one it is, that could actually exasperate your headache. No kidding. So what's your most common? What's what's your most common headache? Oh, I'm a migraine guy. Yeah. If I get too much into the sauce overnight, the next morning, just wake up 4 a.m., straight migraine, 100%. I'm down for 24 hours. So in your research, what's been the the prognosis for... Michael, what's your first step? Don't drink. <laughs> that's that, that's a little difficult now um, because I guess most migraines are the the blood vessel one. Like so, like your blood vessel releases too much, relaxes too much, and that causes too much blood to, uh, to the brain. So you got to do whatever you can to constrict it through medication, through exercise, through whatever to constrict your blood vessels, so you don't get so much blood to the brain. Huh? It, so this is this is where we wanted to announce it's now a medical blog uh, that, or that we're the podcast is transitioning into. No, um, the professor is anyone that knows Kevin, who is one of our earliest members of New Club. He's uh, contributed in, in a hundred different ways. The chief ambassador. Um, he, he's a deep thinker, and and we when it comes to all things golf, Kevin and and I have always been the ones that converse. So. Uh, it just made logical sense to to bring Kevin on as the co-host. He had a little extra time for us, and um, I'm excited, man. This is this is the start of the bag drop 2.0. Well, I'm definitely excited. On a serious note, to be more involved with New Club through the podcast, right, and contribute to like the watch what you all have grown and you know what what we're trying to accomplish in the game of golf and specifically. In the U.S. golf, like I see this as another vehicle for us to to make that impact and to really help grow the society and really specifically the impact of the society on U.S. golf. Um, we have a lot of awesome people doing awesome things um, across the society, and so I think this is another way to talk about that and share that with the the people out there. Hundred percent. And and uh, for those that we got a little nervous, it's still a golf pod. We're going to talk Sometimes. a lot of golf. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to talk about some other things, but most. <laughs> Of the time, there will be golf included. So it's kind of a, a, a relaunch, revitalization, a renaissance, if you will, of the bag drop. And I think a couple things that we've been talking about, uh, you know, and this is what this episode is about, guys. If you're expecting, you know, Roy McIlroy to come on our first episode, I'm sorry. It's, it's just going to be Kevin and I. And, and what we wanted to do is just kind of share a little framework of all these things, all the things we're cooking up behind the scenes and what we're going to dive into for this season of the bag drop. Um, I, I think the first for me is that, you know, you mentioned it, Kevin, New Club's grown. It's, it's a vast uh, club now with people from all walks of life, a lot of different diversity in terms of their, their golf lives and what people are interested in. So we, the, the, the golf club, obviously this, this show is put on by a new club. We, uh, we want to have a a podcast that gives it its due, a thoughtful pod that that dives into the issues that we care about. I think there's an element of that that we've always played it safe, or at least myself as being the host of this thing for six. This is our sixth season, which blew wow. my mind. I couldn't believe that. And and you know, we get like I've gotten some shit from some fellow podcasters about 
being, uh, say, calling anything a season in podcasts. Listen, I need a little break, okay? I moved to Ohio. I had another child. We'll get to we'll get to those updates, but. That the hiatus was very necessary. We had to cleanse the system. We had to think deeply about what this show is about. And so, uh, uh, those that reached out asking about my my health and is everything okay and where are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for your concern. The show is back uh, and it's better. And and I think that the other point to this this rebirth of the show. It's it's going to be more conversational, and I think when I listened to the best shows, it was you know it it was deep thinking, but through conversation and the back and forth with people, and and that's what you know Kevin when we when we talk to some other members and talk to you and and others, it, it, you you are that type of of co-host, right? And, and you think at things a little bit different angle, and a lot of that comes from your academic uh, world being the professor, but. I think that conversation is 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 a big step for the pod. Bringing on more guests, more members, more questions, more topics—you know, things that people care about—to create a more interactive experience, a more inclusive experience for everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and play my academic role and push you already. Like, I know we'll get into this a little bit deeper later, but you talked about previous iterations of the show playing it safe or feeling like you're playing it safe, and now you're you're pivoting a little bit. Why? Like, why why make that move? I think it's you know you're new to the golf space when you start out and and uh, we all know there is some ingrained you know powers that be golf is is the, that's the way we've always done it type of industry and and I, I hated that we got the moniker of disruptor like way mm. too early like in my mind that was almost an insult because we were based in this whole. Um, tradition and reverence for the game. Like this idea of new club was actually a thousand years old. It's called, you know, the honorable company of the Edinburgh golfers, the first golf club on the planet. Yeah. Like th these clubs that weren't associated with golf courses, uh, creating, you know, mo more openness of the course. And, and so I, I always kind of was, I guess, self-conscious about that disruptor term because in the U S we were doing things so differently. And, and I just think it's growing up to be honest with you, and, and no longer worrying so much about how people perceive what we're saying, but knowing deep down that we have this conviction to it's the right thing, you mm -hmm. know, and, and whether you agree with it or not, that's fine. People can disagree all they want, but uh, not being afraid to to hold back on that. And and that also means asking the right questions too. Because like, I think, I think about some guests where you didn't want to go there, you know, with some guests. And mm -hmm. And whether it be issues of sexism in golf or issues of racism in golf or whatever the controversial topic might be, but you just know it's the right thing to ask because mm -hmm. it's the time to ask it and it's 2023 and, and all these other things. So I, I think that's where it all stems from is, is a lot of worldview, of course, and the yeah. world, you know, changing, but um, but also being comfortable with ourselves and being comfortable with the show, like like anything, right? You're gonna love a show or hate a show, but playing it safe is just kind of indifferent. Nobody's nobody's gonna listen to that. Yeah, you're not accomplishing anything playing it safe. And I think one of the things I hear resonating through your voice there is a confidence, right? And I think one of the things that stood out to me the last couple of years was that you know first pilgrimage to Scotland and to do the cliche comments like, oh, it changes your eyes. You know, it opens your eyes uh, would be the way to say that. But I don't think that's so cliche. What it like proved to me was, and I think you, we talked about this a little bit in previous years, was like we're telling them the sky is blue when we were over there. Yeah. And so that was <laughs> that, that, that has a lot to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like there was a confidence there. Like, oh wait, like the things we're trying to accomplish here stateside is nothing new. We're not. We're <laughs> yeah. not reinventing the wheel or anything, right? Like this is the culture within some of these societies and some of these regions throughout Scotland. You know, obviously they have their own issues, I'm sure, in terms of equitability and that that are rooted in other aspects that are uniquely to them, unique to them. But we have some uniquely American things that so many of the, con I noticed so many of the conversations within country club text threads or around country clubs. It's like, guys, there's answers to this. We just need to look at the history of golf, look at the yeah. history of societies. People have already answered these questions a hundred years ago. Like these aren't new questions necessarily. And like, we need to be more attuned to that. Um, 
I, I, I give you a, a direct example from yesterday of looking to the past. And um, that was some of the best advice I ever got was go to what inspired you, you know, and you'll find more answers probably than just the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and I were talking about uh, credits and we started this credit program within New Club. And, uh, and you know, you think that's a new thing, right? Oh, oh, a country club with credits. How does that work? I'm talking 500 years ago, I'm finding clubs that had an arrangement with members that, and this is in the UK, of course, Scotland primarily is where I found it. Uh, If you want to pay half dues, you can. Now, when you play in your competitions, you get credits. We're talking about 500, they called it something else, but 500 year old credits of okay, you want to pay half dues, and this was meant for the working class, right? You can't afford our full annual due where you you just go out and you play in our our medals, you play in our matches, blah, blah, blah. Then you can pay a half due and you have to pay as you go, essentially, right? But then there's credit. So you just want to play Tuesday, the Tuesday match at 5 p.m., you're you got two credits. If you're paying in the Saturday morning set, uh, a medal event, it's 10 credits. And we're talking about 500 years ago, man. So like, I, I think it's it's fascinating. If you, if, yeah. you know, I've become an amateur history buff because of this stuff. Um, but you're right. Like look to, so one of my mentors told me, not everyone that came before you was an idiot. Mm. That always sticks with me. Of like, if you're, when you're asking these big questions on golf or, or anything, it, it, you know, don't, don't be afraid to look to the past. Don't be afraid to look to people that ha- have been there or think differently than you. It, it, they, they saw a lot of the same stuff. They're, they're doing the best they can. So, so pay attention and, and, you know, learn from it. Yeah. Bob Crosby's big on that. And he's taught me a lot. He's a Atlanta historian and does a lot of, I think John Lowe is his, his specialty, but he does some work for the USGA museum. And like some of the fascinating conversations with him always point out to contextualizing in the history. Like it's easy to take something McKenzie said and like make fun of it. And you see this all the time on Twitter or wherever. Where no, you have to situate like in the context of that current history, what is the broader point they're trying to make? Um, and and doing that, I think, can give us a lot of clarity and insight into golf. The one that we're actually talking about recently within the, one of the threads I was on is like, how do you handle sandbaggers? And again, that's one in the United States. It's kind of unique to the United States. Is like, well, the UK model already has this figured out. You have to declare your round before you, like if you're going to count a round towards your index, you have to declare it and you play it by the rules. Balls down, finish out everything. And you, if you if you get one gimme, guess what? You can't count that round, right? How do you take care of sandbagging? You do that, right? You just really make the index rounds formal. It's never me, you were playing and we're just giving putts to move quickly. Well, guess what? We're not going to input that round. That's um, interesting. I, that might be a whole topic in itself because I have... I take a little issue with that just because I'm such a match play proponent yeah. and I don't want any, I don't want anything to hold people back from playing match play. Um, and I feel like if you can't post a number, that'll hold a lot of people back. That would be We're, probably a good one. Like bringing we'll on. We'll sidebar maybe. this. We'll, yeah, Bob we'll Cosby's bring, coming we'll, on. And we'll get a podcast guest from the UK to talk about how do they balance match play with index competition so well? Cause they do both better than we do in the States, right? Like they do both in excellent, in an excellent way. Yeah, and we do neither we, well. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's 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 probably an important part uh, point to touch on because this will be a running theme of the bag drop this year. You know, is um, our our uh, experiences overseas, right? And and we we do hope I, it's going to be very obvious. And anyone that knows New Club knows me, knows Mark, uh, our co-founder Mark Caldwell, and producer of the show. Shout out Mark. He's going to be in our ear a little bit this year. And we're probably going to bring him him on in, in certain contexts where he's he's going to be extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. But uh if you if you know <laughs> our our uh, ethos and what we're about, it's like the, the game is more welcoming, inviting, and and there's less bullshit over there. And so that's a big inspiration for us. So you're gonna hear a lot of education, I think, for for ourselves and and the you, the listener, about you know, bring up folks that that are championing that version of the game. And so, you know, Kevin and myself, Mark, we're, we're all honored, or not honored, we're all honored to be members of the new golf club of St. Andrews, one of the oldest clubs in the world. It sits right there off the 18th of the old course. And it's uh, it's what inspired us. Like, I, I wasn't that creative, guys. We called ourselves a new club because I was so inspired by the new golf club of St. Andrews. And it, uh, that experience, and we all know we're all relatively new members. I've been a few years and you guys, uh, recently, uh, ha- have been welcomed into their membership. It's, it, it's eye-opening, you know, for an American golfer in culture, mm-hmm. it's eye-opening. And so, 
yeah, there's going to be a lot more uh, discussion around that and those differences and how we can make, you know, appropriate change in the U.S. Not everything's going to be changed. There's some negatives over there too, but, uh, but, but we do want to see change. We want to see the game get better for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think we got to set, uh, for those that may not know you, I know there's probably a lot of listeners that listen the last couple of years. I, when was the last time you were on the pod as a guest? I mean, for the first three seasons of the podcast, I felt like you were every other episode, but maybe I'm wrong. One, so it's funny because actually a buddy was asking me like, hey, we want to do something Friday morning. I'm like, ah, I'm going to start co-hosting a pod. You know, I got a standing a standing date every Friday morning. Standing tea time on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, ah, oh, okay. He's like, well, you know, have you been on it before? I was like, so I went back and looked. I think one was March 23rd, 2020, because it stood out to me because it's my boy, Walker Daniels' birthday. He was the one actually asking about it. So it was his birthday, and then 2020 stood out, obviously, because that was like a week after COVID hit, right? Maybe two weeks after COVID, like, shut down the world. And, you know, our trip to Scotland and the wedding was, like, on the fritz, the whole deal. So I know I was I was on it then. My Nico, business partner, you know, was on it with me. And I think last year did we do it maybe before the spring meeting, before uh, annual trek up to Sweetens Cove? That sounds right, yeah. I think we're on it then as well. Um, I think that was the last time. So about maybe, yeah, a little less than a year ago. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, so anyone that listened to those episodes, and I encourage folks to go back. I was a much uh, worse interviewer, but you were a great guest. And um, Kevin has a very unique uh, background in golf. Him and I know each other for decades. We were college golf teammates. So that, that relationship runs, runs deep. We have decades of experience in chopping it up on, on golf issues. Yeah, but, we should uh, just apologize for any inside jokes and inside stories that we tell throughout the, the course of this pod, because there will be a few, I'm sure. That's why we got the producers, Kevin. If you start <laughs> ripping me on Argyle sweaters at some point, we're going to lose the entire audience. So uh, that's why the producers are like, move on. Move on, Matt. Matt, Kevin, move on. Um, the uh, uh, the word that always comes to mind, and this is this is funny because anyone who's had a friend who's who's reached some acclaim in life, you know, you, you it kind of catch catch you off guard. And and I had my head down, you know, really focusing on uh, on new club and and obviously talking to Kevin all the time about my my ideas here and him being supportive of that. But I, I wasn't a Twitter guy first off, so this is this is one fact. Uh, Kevin was. And and while I was doing all this, Kevin had built this reputation as, as a very deep thinker, like honestly, one of the great golf minds. And I know you're going to laugh when I say that, but I, I've talked to people I, I have serious reverence for and respect for, and they hold the professor, Kevin Moore, in such high regard in terms of, of thinking about this stuff. And, and I know you spent a lot of your life thinking about it, but I, I also think it's very interesting that you're you're very eloquent in how you express that and and almost formulaic in some ways and I'm I'm sure that has a lot to do with your educational background but uh, for for those that are are going to listen I, it's just a treat right because you got me who I'm going to be throwing out <laughs> haymakers on different things in golf and uh, I'm more of a field guy but but you really have spent a lot of time thinking about the game and um, I, I wonder what your your thoughts are when you hear that when you get. Uh, people that send you notes about, you know, your your intellect in and around the game of golf. Ooh, I wasn't prepared for this question. Um, I wasn't gonna tell you that. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Out. This is not in the outline. Uh, what? Oh man, that's tough. Like, my natural reaction to that stuff is like to be dismissive towards it. Uh, my wife always gives me a hard time. I don't. I don't appreciate. I don't. T- and Nico too. I don't take time to appreciate compliments. So I'm trying to get better at that. So first, thanks for like saying that. Like that means a lot. And, uh, you know, it, I I take a lot, I put a lot of stake in what people think about me. Um, so first, let me just say thank you for just saying that people appreciate what I bring to the game of golf. Um, yeah, so like, I guess this is jumping ahead a little bit in terms of, you know, we're getting our goals for the podcast. But one of the things I like to think of, so one, my academic training definitely has taught me to analyze things, right? To take anything and question how we how we perceive it naturally. What is our first gut instinct? And always question that, right? Because that's often driven by emotion. It's purely driven by previous experience, especially our dominant experiences that you take in the, your first gut reaction to any experience, right? So then it's really stepping back and saying like, 
I think it's important and our brain is, you know, developed so we can do this to say, is that an appropriate response? So is that an appropriate way to view something, whatever it is, right? So I just love stepping back and trying to break down something into its parts and really look at it from different directions and question our initial take on things. I think that's something that's incredibly important for us to do with everything in life, our relationships with people, our job, our health, whatever it is. Um, we can learn a lot and improve a lot. I would say the other one, like on the golf side, and I think this, I, I hope this is a running theme for the podcast too, is like, I always, I guess it stems from me being a worker. Like I like the work, right? Like I don't like to just play an event. I like to help with the event. Like anything I do, I like to be involved somehow in helping people accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish. And when I look at golf, I always look at that then from a consumer versus a contributor perspective, right? So like, how can we contribute to golf? And one of the best ways to do that is to engage authentically with those around us, right? To actually engage around topics that ha end up having rich conversations, sometimes difficult conversations. And I always look at that as a way to, to better ourselves and better those around us is to engage in whatever topic we're on in that way. I don't like, I don't like attacking anything at a surface level, right? Like, I don't like being fractured in 20 different directions. I like to be in one direction. So I treat golf in that same way that I don't want to just touch on things and just sort of consume and go see this golf course and go see that golf course. No, I want to take that in and then break it down and analyze it into like what's golf, you know, what's golf's place in the world? Like in our life, what is that place? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, I guess that's how I kind of see golf and like the way I like to engage with it. And we're fortunate yeah. with Twitter to have a lot of super valuable people right? That bring awesome voices and awesome ideas to golf. Um, so having that vehicle has been definitely, I've enjoyed that. So it's certainly going to be a more cerebral element to the show perhaps than, than I always would bring. And, um, and I think I, it's funny one of your, our, yourself a little bit there. Well, one, one of the funny things that uh, Will Hanna said was like, uh, so Will Hanna is uh, one of our, our Atlanta uh, uh, honor members. He's a great guy and a uh, talented golfer in his own right. Very he he was, uh, I was like, oh, I, I, we were going to do some chat this morning. I was like, oh, I'm on a podcast. Actually, Kevin Moore, the professor, is going to be our new co-host. And he said, just don't lose the chill vibe. Like, don't, don't, you might have to translate for Kevin a few times. You know, like he is so damn smart that it might fly over a few people's head. He goes, you know, keep it at that level that you and I understand. And I was like, no problem. If I got to play translator on a couple episodes, I will gladly do that. But uh, but no, it's it's kind of that, um, uh, that's why co-hosts exist, right? And I think the other thing with this, if it goes well, we love this conversational nature. Actually, one of uh, the most engaged pods of last year was our roundtables. And we did mm -hmm. a few of those on different things. A lot of them circled around our experiences in Scotland. But uh, people... Loved it. I think that, that you know the listeners were about the same, but people really engaged with it. You heard about it, and so if this goes well, why stop at co-hosts? We could have tri-hosts. We could have quad hosts. You know, and and get different perspectives, right? Yep. Because uh, you and I do think differently on a lot of things, but we also think the same on a lot of things because our experience maybe were similar in some fashions. Uh, we want to diversify that too. So we got to mm -hmm. make sure that you know our next hosts and our quad hosts or you know whoever we bring on is is hitting those. Um, <laughs> Those different life experiences, and that's what makes conversation more fun. Mm -hmm. So I think I think we already touched on kind of the mission of the revitalized Bagdrop 2.0. Uh, you know, healthy conversation about all things golf. I think it starts there, right? Just just we share this reverence, this appreciation, this passion for the game. Let's let's talk about it in a real healthy place, real healthy discussion. Uh, shine in the spotlight. I think that's still been the case. I've always tried to have on guests who are people and topics that don't get exposure elsewhere. I mean, that's where our whole tagline, the untold stories in golf came mm -hmm. from. I don't know if we're going to lose that or not. <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, if uh, 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 Nelly Corda and, and, you know, Rory are coming on the pod, maybe, maybe that's not untold. I think they've told a few stories, but, uh, but, but if we get them, you know, it's like, that's the, the topics might be a little different than what you've heard elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and then, and then finally just engagement. This isn't for you and I, you know, we, yes, we, we have these conversations anyways, we always have, but I, I think it's, it's making it inclusive for everybody. And when you're a part of something, which obviously if you're a member of a new club, you're, you're a part of this community, you, you want to feel it's, it's interactive and engagement. And that's about bringing members on. That's about doing more, um, 
uh, doing more of those round tables, having our captains on, you know, like the whole captain mm-hmm. program is such a smashing success that we want the, to hear their stories and talk to those, those captains of the club and our chapters and our ambassador captains. Uh, and then, you know, the typical industry and celebrities that, that we work with all around the world. I mean, that's, that's all part of telling the story. So that's, that's kind of the, the new mission of, of what we're doing. Yeah, I'm really think, looking forward to some of the members coming on too, right? I think one of the most fascinating from sort of the non-Mark and Matt shoes and watching New Club evolve, right? It's actually grown into a true society now where you two are still an integral part, but not like the society is no longer relying on you, you all. So like your point about the captains and everything, getting their perspective on and what they've seen, because they're the ones carrying the torch forward and, you know, they're going to be big trailblazers for us too. So I'm looking Bingo. forward to that. Yeah, I mean, in our first three episodes, we got a, a a member that's coming on who is going to really inspire a lot of people. I mean, I I have when I first met this guy, it's um, well, we'll say we'll save it for the pod, but you know, the people like that that just are living their own golf lives and and impacting the game in different ways, consuming the game in different ways, as you said, but also contributing. Um, we got some great great folks lined up, and that'll that'll make you know, if you're a member of a new club and you're listening, I, I we hope you reach out to them. We, we want you to reach out to. That's the whole point of it, right? To meet people, to understand. And, and this long-form pod, which my producer, uh, Mark Caldwell, is, is telling me we got to, you know, get it under that hour. So everybody, I'm trying to save you time on the commute. I'm, I'm doing my best. We'll, we'll get the time down to, you know, a consumable function. But, but giving it that time and letting the long-form play out is, is where you really get to know people. You get to know stories. That's how I like to consume my media is, is I allot that time. I don't do it every day. But when I do, I want to dive in. I want to understand who that person is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of fun had this year in, in all those, but I think the last thing we wanted to do for this first introductory episode is go over, you know, what we're most looking forward to, uh, for the season, of the bag job. So Kevin, I think we touched on a few of these things already, but you know, for those that we didn't want, why don't you go through your top three kind of, you know, looking forwards. Yeah, that's try not. I'll try to be succinct. I'm not always good at doing that. Um, that's the academic of me. So as I ramble on on multiple episodes, just just bear with me. Uh, that's why you're gonna have Mark in the air. You're good. <laughs> that's that's right. He needs to probably just be sitting in the same room as me. Uh, number one, uh, I'll start off with something to be a little bit vulnerable and open. Like one of my reasons I said yes to this beyond the, like contributing to the game and like my affinity for New Club and what you know what we're accomplishing already and what you and Mark and the crew have built. Personally, like to continue falling back in love with the game. I think anybody from the outside, like I probably look like someone that just loves the game, has always been in love with the game, will always be in love with the game. And that's actually far from the truth. Like I've gone through my battles, um, terrible college experience, fell in love with the game, disappeared for 10, 10 years. You know, I play when y'all come out on spring break, I'd come out and play with you for like a round or two. I'd lose 12 balls. Like I think there was one round at Troon. I was, I probably wasn't even going to break 95. And like, just like I'd play those two or three times a year. That's it. Go caddy for Blake on the Hooters tour, yada, yada, yada. Um, I hated the game, right? But then I fell back in love with it. Got the architecture bug. You pushed me pretty hard. New club was coming off the ground. Blake pushed me and said, you need to start playing again. Had some friends really push me in. Fell back in love. Then I fell back in the golf becoming work again, right? Then, so I started falling out of love in it. Then now I'm falling back in love with it all over again in the last like year or two, right? So I'm really looking forward to like, one of my goals of this podcast is to engage in it in a, in an important way. Like I've come to value connection, community, and mission. All right, so like connection with people, connection with the game, connection with golf courses, community, you know, having a good group of people around me that really are fulfilling in the different ways we need them to be. And then mission, like I've been, become a big mission person. Like that goes back to with golf, like having a mission within the game, right? Not just to go play this great golf course, the number three in the world or whatever, but to like, what is my mission in the game? Like, what is my mission and my contribution to the game? Uh, and I see that this is for helping to fulfill that. So that, that's one of my goals. That's I'm going to ping pong uh, you to go, on, yeah. go with one of your goals now. I like that. We'll go back and forth. Um, my, my first one's a little selfish. It's kicking it with my homie. You know, everything I've ever done cool in this game has, you've had some element <laughs> involved. So whether it was playing college golf and, and meeting you at the uh, 36 hole U.S. Um, 
Oh. Was at the AM qualifier at Windmill? Uh, no, Windmill. No, uh, Mill Creek. Mill Creek, Youngstown, right. Ohio. Shout out Youngstown. A uh, great Donald Ross, 36-hole facility, public. Go check out Mill Creek. That deserves Man, more love. You were so scrawny uh, and small. I uh, remember you coming up. All the, 85 yeah. pounds dripping wet. You, you might know, look a little I, homeless at the time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Long hair. I had the hair down, down my shoulders. Um, but, you know, this is, for me, it's a little selfish. I get to kick it with my homie and talk about you know, this game that we love. Um, we've always had good conversations. And I think to your point on sharing, we're just, we're sharing with it. And hopefully, hopefully we're, we're going to uh, uncover something in those chats and maybe inspire some others to think about the game a little bit differently. You know, take action with their own game. Like, like you and I have had to do so many different times, whether it was falling out of love with it or losing our game or our, our mindset. You know, I think um, that's what I, one, one big hope I have for the pod. Yeah, I like that. I think we both share being incredibly passionate for the game. So even when we've fallen out of love with it, it stems from that. There's something in it where we're trying to put the passion in, but we're not getting something back. And so we disappear from it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I think we both share that. And that's one of the reasons we get along so well around talking about the game because it, I think it always gives us that spark that just keeps us, keeps us interested. And I, I, I know we said ping pong, but I'll call this one 1B one because it's related to that. Uh, golf performance is, is an interesting thing to uncover and I think we'll touch on a lot in this podcast. Uh, so for those that don't know, Kevin's the, the founder of two different golf companies. Uh, one, uh, Squares to Circles, was your first data-relevant um, you know, turn it, turning courses into like, that's analyze it for mostly the pro circuit, right? You were doing mini tours and helping pros yeah, kind of approach their college, strategy. College teams, some high level AMs up through the pro, pro ranks. Yeah. yeah. And, and then obviously Golf Blueprint, which is really taken off. And Golf Blueprint is helping, you know, thousands of golfers all around the world get better with their games. Um, shout out Golf Blueprint. Also an official sponsor of the podcast, uh, the Bag Drop podcast this year. Uh, they're also going to be our, our partner for the spring meeting. So uh, Nico and Kevin started that business. And, and so I, I, I have to touch on it because uh, it's going to come out, right? Practical discussions uh, that help people play better. Um, and, and more importantly, kind of create a place where the end goal isn't always lower scores. I think that's, when I listen to other pods that are always about that, I feel like that's a losing game, man. If you're just working to get better at it for, for your scores, I know that's the outcome. I know that's what we all want, but you're losing sight of, of what it is and it's lifelong enjoyment. It's lifelong enjoyment mm -hmm. of the game. And yes, self-improvement is a part of that. And that's what I love about Golf Blueprint. It, it, what you guys created there is that it, it gets you better. It helps you practice. It's very uh, prescriptive, but it's fun. And every time I, I used to hate practice, I gave up practicing, never practiced for mm -hmm. until you guys started that company. And I felt like a, a guinea pig for you guys, but it truly brought back what it was like when I was 12 years old, or I, I started pretty young, but I was 12 to you know 15. I was a range rat. I was a junkie. I mm -hmm. loved, and I would make up my own games out there. And that's what you guys were kind of showing me again is that is how you get better is by, by using this. So uh, that's, I, I think the golf performance element, I know you, you, you don't want to like you be out here preaching too much on that stuff. But I think in the show, we, we're going to ask you a lot of pointed questions on, you know, Kevin, what does the data say on that? You know, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, what have, what have you done tons of research on golf improvement? So um, that'll be neat too for, for everybody listening. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking forward to helping people. I think that's the teacher, teacher in me. And you give the shout out to Nico too, building on what you talked about in terms of practice and enjoyment. One of the most fascinating things we learned through uh, Nico's research for his dissertation was, and this was route situated in the context of people using Golf Blueprint, enjoyment actually wasn't associated at all with score improvement uh, in terms of like people enjoying practice, right? Now, granted, like we definitely, you know, the data shows like uh, in terms of just a um, champion Golf Blueprint, like our members get better. They do get better at golf. But in terms of their metrics of enjoyment of the game, it's not tied to that at all. Just like, Doing something that's mentally engaging and mentally stimulating, you could bring in, like, think about flow here, right? Just getting in the flow of practice, that improves their enjoyment of the game regardless if their scores actually improve or not. So I think that's one of the things we we learned through Nico's research was, you know, there are a lot of ways to enjoy golf more than just improving your score. And actually improving your score doesn't matter in terms of your enjoyment. There's so many other ways to enjoy it while also maybe getting better on the side. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so like almost a symptom or a byproduct is what what I kind of you know conceive of that. But 
Um, what back, back to you? What, what's something else you're looking forward to this year? Oh, being inquisitive, just being uh, like a theme. Uh, I, I'm personally adopting this year, and I want us to adopt with the pod is just operating from like a place of curiosity and empathy, right? So as we're diving into, especially the difficult dis- discussions around golf, and you know, the difficult place we're in with golf in, in the U.S. is just being open to other opinions and being inquisitive about them and diving into them, regardless if we agree or not, right? Really seeking, trying to understand where those opinions are coming from and what's the rationale behind them because everybody has their opinions for a reason, right? So I really hope we 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 take that persona on and, you know, that helps us diversify our guests that we bring on and really diversify or like contribute to the viewpoints that we, we bring up. Um, I think one of the things, you know, I've talked about recently is like, the steel man idea of, you know, typically people build up straw man arguments and like attack, like, Oh, you know, I'm a roll a ball back guy. And someone will be like, Oh, you want, when we go back to 1920, it's like, there's not even a discussion point. Like you're not even trying to have a discussion there. Right. You're just creating a straw man. And it's that it's like, no, like operating from the strongest point of someone's argument, putting that on the table, then dissecting that, right. To really think mm. about it. Um, so like the I, example would be versus people, oh, you just want people to hit it 400 yards. No, I know that's not what people like are proponents of technology are for. Like the straw, the steel man would be, oh, you want technology to be a strong part of the game and you want that to continue to push the game forward. Well, let's talk about that. That's now analyzed implications of that. So I, I hope we do that and accomplish that with this pod where we just dive into ideas and really break them apart and question them in a way rather than the typical just hot takes sort of stuff that you see all over the place. I love I love that steel man. I, you you've shared that with me in the past, and it's uh, it's not a comfortable thing to do, right? Is look at your opponent or look at your someone on the other side of, of an issue and and take their strongest points, mm-hmm. right? That's that's interesting. Uh, my my next one is is I, my next two are probably fairly specific, but so, two things I care a lot about. Um, the first is the environment. Uh, you know, I, I, I've become lightweight obsessed with sustainability and, and specifically golf's ecological footprint. Uh, maybe I'm the nerd on the show now that I say that out loud. I haven't (laughs) thought of that at all. So, and, and, and what, one episode, so, so our pollinator, our logo for new club, uh, had a little bit to do with that. It was serendipitous. It was my grandfather's, um, uh, old hickory set lying around and it, and it was one of these kind of, uh, striking, uh, images for me of, of what, brought me back in love with the game and not the idea of, you know, just the idea of hitting a wooden club and still be having as much fun. Um, so, so the pollinator is a, a big part of us, but actually through that, it's so funny. I started getting introduced to people that were th- looked at the pollinator as like an ecological uh, representation. Right. And, and so um, one, one guy in particular of greener golf uh, that we had on last year uh, he came on to talk about you know pollinators and the importance of them and how golf needs to step up and make sure that those species aren't dying because they are you know it's still ongoing and we got to reverse that trend or humanity's in trouble and I'm like whoa <laughs> and golf mm-hmm. can help with that <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and so so it sent me down this rabbit hole and I started reading books about uh, entomology and bees and and uh, and my wife th- thought it was hilarious because you know I go from reading like. Uh, I don't know, just like some business books and a lot of golf books to like uh, <laughs> books on the environment and sustainability <laughs> and nature. And so so I, it's something I've taken a little interest. It's not going to take up the whole issue, uh, the whole uh, season, of course. But, you know, I, I've also really been inspired by places like Sand Valley, the Dunes Club, Rivermont, Canal Shores, places that realize golf strength and how it can actually support the environment versus being in conflict with it. So uh, I look forward to having on some really stinking smart people in that in that category and just learning, just learning from them. Hopefully our audience learns more. Um, I believe deep down too, and one of the reasons we're going to focus a bit on it on the show, a couple episodes over the season, it might be the biggest issue in golf that nobody's mm. talking about. It might be number one. And so I, I think we're, we're ahead of the curve on that. And uh, we'll, we'll learn. We'll, we'll learn, you know, that's bring on people that know a lot more than, than I do on it and, and uh, ask them some questions. Yeah. I, wow. I look forward to that because I'm definitely in that world of ignorance on golf's place with the environment. But I think it touches on like one of my other goals for the pod is that we talk about the ways in which golf relates to everyday life, right? Which includes the way golf is situated, its place, its physical place in our world, what role can golf and golf courses play in that? 
Um, Because I think of, you know, all the different ways golf is tied to our life. So it's place, it's place in our social relationships with with others. It's it's place in our understanding ourselves, right? Like in what way does the way we engage with golf and play golf represent our own lives and our own values? Um, Yeah, like, right? Golf is such a game of commitment. It's a game of facing adversity. It's a game of social structures, which I hope we dive into the different social structures and the things that get propagated through that. Um, the place of or attention to history in the game and what does that mean for how we approach everyday life, right? Because I'd say there's a lack thereof attention to history. Hey, hey you're encroaching on my number three, man. Come on. <laughs> did I? No, nah, did, did I really? <laughs> no, it's good. Go, go, uh, but no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I want to hear about your number, your third though. I mean, that is my 3B I was kind of diving into here that, you know, I like... It's as much a life podcast as it is a golf podcast. I'm just such a big person on golf embodies life, right? Like I just think it is more so than maybe every other sport or at least the sports I'm familiar with playing. I think golf is a bigger embodiment of life because of the way it's played and the way you're isolated while also in a social setting, right? The game is an isolated game. It's you versus the course, your brain, the ball, but you're playing it with other people in competition. So I just... Yeah. That's much, that's exactly like life, right? If you're building a business, you all have done it, right? Like that's a very solo venture, solo in the sense of the pair of you, but you're also situated amongst other businesses. So at the same time, you're in a social structure trying to do that. Um, so I've always looked at golf in the same way. Um, so I hope, yeah, I hope this is as much a life pod as it is a golf pod. I think I think you nailed it. Yeah, it's it's it is somewhat of a cliche to say you know, golf reflects life, but anybody that is truly, you know, in love with the game knows knows that. I I like to say everything I uh, have learned in life, any valuable lesson I've learned in life, I had to learn on the golf course first. Mm. I don't know what that says about me as a as a person. Probably just means I'm a golf sicko and and I think about golf way too often. But those lessons and it happens to me. Ask my wife. I tell her almost every day <laughs> that real world situations, we'll be talking about my kid, our kids. And I'm like, you know, this kind of reminds me of when I was playing in that tournament, I got paired up with that guy. And she's like, everything reflects golf to you, doesn't it? And, and she doesn't get mad because a lot of times she kind of, she's a golfer too. So it helps her. It's a metaphor. It's a safe place to kind of talk about some of these other things. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's fascinating in that way. So I, I love, I loved your number three. This is a, this is a life pod for sure. For sure. That's uh, all right, we're changing it. No longer the bag drop. We'll come up with a new name. <laughs> the life drop. All right, what's um, the other goal you have? Yeah, my, so my last one is, and maybe it was close to, to yours, but uh, and it perhaps could be a heavy one in some instances, but I've I definitely been a champion for the UK model, you know, ever since starting this, so six years in, and um, the UK model of private clubs. And, and I want to see, uh, I don't want to obliviate private club golf in the US. Some people kind of try to put that that image out of, of new club. That is not the case. I just want to see us make improvements. And I think looking at the UK is is helpful in that, but not just the UK. There's other models and other people out there that that are are making strides. And, and I think what this bullet kind of boils down to is um, making the game more inclusive. You know, I, I've, another fascination for me is uh, history that's collided with this American golf culture. And just actually, you know, I, I've played this game for as long as I can remember until the last few years, I didn't truly understand our history and how we got here. H- how is it that our private clubs operate in this way? How is it that our initiations have gone to, you know, six figures at all the prominent golf clubs? How, how is it that, you know, the, the, this history of sexism, this history of racism, you know, as I'll start with sexism. I, I now I have two daughters at home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, through my lens, I would go to golf course, say, hey, well, golf's not sexist. What's the problem? I see someone hitting balls over there. It's a woman. That's good. This is great. But now as a, as a father of two girls, you start to realize like, where this course doesn't even have a, a bathroom. You know, if I'm out here with my kid, where, where's she going to go? Right, mm-hmm. and so so things like that start to to um, really offset, and then and then also just kind of opening your eyes and saying, uh, there's a lot of black golfers out there, but they're not playing at all. You know, we're not 
mixed in. It's not. There's hmm. Atlanta's a great example. You know, Kevin's down in Georgia. Uh, I lived in Chicago for 15 years. It, it does feel like it's very segregated, the, the golf world. And why is that? Let's dive into why that is. How, how can we change that? Because the world is getting more and more inclusive. The world is getting more um, integrated amongst each other. And, and wh- why, why is golf still decades behind? So uh, it, it has to do a lot with history. Um, it, it, but I look forward to kind of championing those things, equality and, and inclusive efforts, uh, shining a light on marginalized communities that have been left out of this whole conversation. So, hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's going to be important for me as, as we make strides to, to do that. Yeah, I think, I hope we do that. I'll be very proud if we do that. Um, so I'm glad you're leading that as one of the charges and one of the goals of the podcast that you put that down on paper. Cause I think that's important, right? The go back to the commitment idea, like, cause we all, it's really easy to be, I figure what virtue signaling, right? It's really easy to, to say, Oh, it should be this. It should be that. But unless we're actually having the conversations and really breaking apart, like, why is it like this? And what can we do about it? And starting like, like this touches on my other last goal of like, that we start conversations, right? That we get other people having the conversations too, that that yes. I don't think we're going to solve anything in this podcast, right? Because also we speak from a place of two white males that come from pretty darn good back, standard backgrounds, married, you know, still married parents from middle, upper class, whatever, like- Country so club kids, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, country. we won't have a lot of answers um, and we shouldn't. Like our voices shouldn't be the answers because we come from the predominant experience. But if we can at least start the conversations, right, and, and and bring on people that can help us through those conversations and really break apart, like, teach us about, like, yeah, like, from their experience, when they walk on a country club ground, if you're not a white male, what is that experience like, right? Like, what, what happens and what makes you feel either belonging or a lack of belonging? Like, what causes that and what can we do about that? Yeah, yeah, and those perspectives are are you know, going to be a part of the show. We like, like you said, I'm glad we're putting it down on paper. We're going to have folks on. I am, I am reflecting though, your comments on, you know, what do two white guys have to say about you know, racism and golf that grew up at private country clubs and, and everything else. Um, I'm reflecting on, on a friend of mine who's a uh, very popular uh, uh, golfer out there. And um, he's an honorary member of a new club, Roger Steele. He won't mind. I'm, I'm throwing him out there. And there's a whole episode on Roger talking about this, but uh but what kind of he says is like, hey, you got you got to have the conversation, mm-hmm. you know. I I can't help you. I, I I'm a black man in the golf. I can give you my experience. I can tell you what it's been like being a black guy playing golf. But you got to have the conversation. You're the one on the the the, the committee. You're you're the one in that in that room. Mm-hmm. You guys need to have the conversation. So I think that's I, I hear your point on diversify the conversation with with not our viewpoint, but somebody else that helps us get to that answer. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay that that we are having the conversation together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's on us to take action too, right? Like we just, that's where not just having a conversation isn't good enough. It's, we want to start the conversation and also be allies, right? Like take actual action. So when you're in the locker room and that member makes some off-color joke, like don't just sit there and give a fake laugh, like call to the table, right? Wow, yeah. Like do like what, what, you know, what are those little things we can do to help make that sort of progress uh, rather than just enabling through being passive or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, I think that will, if you're listening and think about that, like how many times you've been in a locker room where a a joke, yeah, it's just a joke. What what harm could a joke do? But it really predicates some of the issues that we're talking about and that we're going to dive into. Right. So yeah, man, those will be heavy, some heavy episodes. There'll be some lighter episodes. Uh, might might talk a little, live golf, might have on some <laughs> some people that are are in the world of professional golf a little bit. I mean, that's always topical and timely. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna sp- hit the spectrum, and um, we're just excited to have people joining us for this ride too. You know that when, when I took that hiatus and uh, and I had people reach out about the pod, it it sunk in, and and I'll be I'll be dead honest here at the end of this, this first show. Uh, I thought about stopping the podcast. We are busier than we've ever been at New Club. Atlanta's growing. Chicago's growing. I have two kids at home. Um, it, it, we moved to Ohio. I'm still living out boxes. So I definitely were, was like, I love this show, but 
I don't know if I can keep doing it in terms of priorities and time. And it was a conversation with Mark Caldwell that that really turned the gear. And it led me to reaching out to you, Kevin, about, you know, relaunching the show as a co-host and doing this more conversationally. And I'm already, I can tell right now, I'm so happy that Mark, you know, kicked me in the butt and said, this actually means something to people. And and some people that were reaching out, asking about me, is everything all right? Like I that, that, that was a shock. It really, it really was. So, um, that's a cool little community amongst this that, that we have now. And I, uh, yeah, I'm just honored to be a host of it. I'm honored to be with you, man. And, and to, to really have a lot of great conversations this year. I'm definitely looking forward to the ride too. And for those, uh, uh, that asked about, uh, the, the child's name, as, as I've referenced multiple times, I didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. My daughter's name is Rory. Uh, everybody thinks that I forced this upon my poor, my poor wife. That's not the case. Uh, although I, I have been, a lot of folks know that, um, we have some ambassador members that, uh, live in Florida, are part of the PGA tour friends of ours. And, and I, I'd like to speak up about live and say, you know, concept's pretty good. I know that people might, but the concept's pretty good. Like, this is great. And so, uh, the day that, you know, you announce on Instagram, the kid's name, time he was born, weight, height, all that stuff. That, that's like our birth announcement now. That's how we do it on Instagram. I got a message from two of those guys. They said, apology accepted because I named my daughter Rory. They thought that that was an acknowledgement that, you know, forgive me for my sins. The PGA tour is, is the top dog. Um, I thought I got a, I got a big kick out of that, but my wife loves the name. It was almost Lorelai for a while. My wife wife loves the name Lorelai. It's a it's an Irish name. It's a, some of our heritage. So that's the answer. That was that was when when we submitted uh, questions on Twitter for the first episode. Somebody asked that. <laughs> well, if your daughter gets into the game of golf, which uh, hopefully she will, uh, she'll have some high standards to meet. Yeah, just just carry the ball three forty off the that's tee. Right. That's all you need to do, kid. Right. Well, Kevin, Professor. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to diving in more this year. Uh, shout out to Golf Blueprint, our first official sponsor of the Backdrop Podcast this year. If you uh, uh, want to meet Kevin and Nico, we got a few spots left at the spring meeting that's coming up uh, April 3rd, 28th and 9th, Sweetens Cove Golf Club. Uh, it's always the way that we kick our society-wide fixtures off each year. It's going to be a blast. Uh, Golf Blueprint will be there. There'll be handing out knowledge and, and contests and different things. So you can, uh, uh, thanks to Golf Blueprint and thanks everybody for, for listening. We'll see you next week. You going to tease any of the formats before we go? Or are you keeping those secrets? Future episodes. We'll definitely, we got, we got a little time for <laughs> April, but yes, we got some uh, one-of-a-kind formats for this year's spring meeting for sure. All right, guys, enjoy the week. <laughs>